0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's another fresh episode of BG and the Coach. I am the coach.
1: With me as always, my man BG. BG, what's happening? Coach, too depressed to talk about baseball or anything sports, so I hope you've got something for us to chat about today.
0: Well, it's either that or let's just wrap up this episode real quick. I did, I gotta tell you, I (laughs) saw... You're welcome, listeners. (laughs) Thanks for joining. I saw... (laughs) The craziest clip I saw this week was... This woman circulating all over the internet on a flight. I think it was American Airlines about to take off and she's walking off the flight and halfway down the aisle, she turns around and just freaks out on everyone (laughs) and just goes, there is someone back there who's not real. He is not real. And everyone (laughs) whips around to see where this ghost is. Yeah, but this is every (laughs) spirit flight ever. So, So not a big deal on that airline. But everyone kind of whips around to see what she's talking about, and they look, and they don't see anything, and everyone collectively just kind of says, oh, mental health is important. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Got it. I see what you're trying to say. Well, another worst case plane scenario. Yeah, so that's why like, I, I feel like we both have plane stories, and I just want to know, what's your best and worst plane experience? Okay. Well,
1: coach, it I'm could be one of the same. Yeah, I'm going to need you to buckle your seatbelt because I've you got know. a doozy for you. We've been close for quite a while and I'm not sure I've ever shared the story with you. I think it's somehow fallen through the cracks. Oh, wow. I've got plenty, I feel like of terrible plane stories of like people getting kicked off and people being crazy. But the best one was when your boy BG was a hero of the skies, if you will. Just call me uh, the precursor to Captain Sully, I think is, is probably my new I name. will
0: rebrand this show right now. <laughs> the new Captain Sully and
1: coach. Yeah, I think that's right. I was flying on a Southwest flight. I was with my family. I think I was about 19 or 20 years old. Mm-hmm. So you were probably only 70 at that time. Yeah, yep, right around there. And... For some reason, we couldn't figure out the seats, I guess. I was not sitting next to my family. So I'm sitting next to strangers on the flight, as it mm-hmm. were. My entire family is elsewhere on the plane. I, uh, our loyal listeners of this podcast probably don't know this. At one point in my life, I'd been an EMT, uh, someone who worked on an ambulance in a foreign country, was certified in the foreign country, was not certified in the United States, which is where this Southwest flight was taking place. So we're flying. I'm not really paying attention. I probably got headphones in. I'm watching something. Who knows what's going on? But all of a sudden, the flight attendants come on the PA system and say, we need someone who has medical experience. Please press your flight attendant help button. We desperately need help. Now I'm thinking to myself, you're trained, you're an EMT, you have some medical training, but A, you're not certified in this country. B, you're not a doctor. So put your head down, ignore what's going on, and but statistically, there has to be a doctor on a flight, right? Mm-hmm. Don't you just assume on every yeah. flight there's someone who's a doctor? That's Even I if thought.
0: I was a doctor, I wouldn't have raised my hand, assuming <laughs> that another more qualified doctor would
1: do it. Right? Or like, you just don't want to get involved, right? Yeah. Or, you know, I was in the middle of an episode. Something was going on. I, I had my excuses. Then the flight attendant gets on like two minutes later and goes, please, if anybody has any medical experience, please press your flight attendant call button. Now I'm thinking to myself, oh, maybe I like, come on. Some doctors get, maybe just didn't hear it. They were sleeping. I'm not I'm not getting involved with this. But third time the flight attendant comes on, at this point, she's basically <laughs> like, if you have ever put on a Band-Aid. Yes. Press your flight <laughs> if you've ever been button. to a doctor's <laughs> office as a patient, please <laughs> ring your bell. Do you know what a stethoscope <laughs> is? Just get up and help us. <laughs> so now my guilty conscience has gotten the best of me. So I press the flight attendant call button. And like three of them magically appear within half a second, and they're like, oh "My God, where were you the first two times? Are you a doctor?" And I said, "I'm not a doctor. I am an EMT, but I'm not even certified in this country. I have to tell you guys, I'm certified in a different country, not here." And they're like, "We could care less. Get to the back <laughs> of the airplane right now." So they usher me back to a plane. Now this was years ago, so I don't know if things have gotten better since. There was zero medical equipment on the flight. They literally like brought out. An old school. You know how, like, when you go to the doctor now and they take your blood pressure, they've got that yeah. fancy machine that does it. This was the one where you have to listen to the heartbeat <laughs> with the thing. That's was it like
0: they- a, a high school nurse's office where all they chucked <laughs> at you were
1: some band aids and packs of ice? Yeah, and like neosporin. They're like, okay, tons <laughs> yes. of neosporin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was some poor woman, and I think she had just fainted a couple times on the flight. And I asked her a couple questions, and it became. And I took her blood pressure as best I could with the roaring plane trying to hear her faint heartbeat. And her blood pressure was through the roof. And so I started talking to her, and it became apparent to me that either she had something incredibly serious going on, or more likely she was just dehydrated and had fainted, and we just needed to get her some orange juice and elevate her legs, and she'd be fine. But there was really no way of me telling from the ice and Neosporin that they had provided (laughs) Uh, and the questions that I had asked her. So, I, you know, I did the best I could. I took her blood pressure. I took her pulse. I asked her some questions. And at one point, I wish I was making this up. The flight attendant gets on, like, the plane phone and starts talking to the pilot. And she turns to me and goes, okay, it's your call. Do we need to emergency land this thing or not? <laughs> I said, what? What? They said, it's. the pilot said, you need to make the call. Should we emergency land or not? And I used that as an ill-timed excuse to be like, well, are we over Vegas? And <laughs> nobody laughed. <laughs> That's on them. Yeah. That's on them. What? And Come their on. decided lack of humor. Yes. Yeah. I, if nothing else, I've got great bedside manner. <laughs> so I go, are you being serious? And they go, yeah do we land this thing? And I said, no, I don't think so. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You got to pause it right there. How did you come up with any kind of answer at all? I I was like, this could be incredibly serious or not serious at all. And I'm leaning toward not serious, but I couldn't tell you for sure. But I I don't think we would need to emergency land this plane. I hope that woman survives. Even
0: though it's 50-50 where your diagnosis was either she needs some orange juice or she's on her
1: death <laughs> or a new liver yeah just one of those <laughs> one of those two things. it was really probably more like 75 25 and i played the odds and i think it worked out fine but long story short eventually i made my way back to my seat they came by and had me fill out forms including my license number which i did not have so i wrote down foreign letters and hope that nobody would double check that I wouldn't even have put my real name
0: at that point. I would. <laughs> everything would have been falsified, and well, then I would have just fleed the country.
1: Well, I was going to say, and then they uh, gave me a standing ovation at the end of the flight, and Southwest gifted me with a free flight. <laughs> well, that was about as good as it gets, I feel like. Uh, you don't know what the outcome was? I know that I said, when we land, you should have the paramedics get on the plane first and escort her out. Um... And okay, I will say I did I said we should monitor her obviously for the duration of flight if anything changes mm-hmm. then we should make a different decision but as the flight went on she seemed to be improving with my patented orange juice and elevation technique. <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm the founder of of that medical advice. And so by the time she came, we landed she did get off first but I think she was probably fine or you know not but I guess we'll never know but I did get a free flight (laughs) and I'm a hero. I'm a hero. In my my head,
0: what I'm hoping is true is that when you took that free flight, it was the exact same
1: flight (laughs) crew. And once again, (laughs) someone needed medical attention. (laughs) Well, now I'm like, I've got a trigger finger on it. They're like, is there any? And I'm like, boom, fly the tenant. I'm here. What do you need? Oh, you got confidence now. Well, I just want the free flights.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. Maybe the move is to bring someone with you, a buddy and or family member, who just goes down with the sniffles, Oh, and then you're flying around the world free for the rest of your days. I think we just, just came up with right? the best plane scam of all. Yeah, super easy. Yeah, don't sit together. Think about how many freak miles you're going to rack up. In fact, that's probably like my... My best story, I don't even know if that was your best or worst. It sounds like it was your best. (laughs) I think it was the best. I I personally would take it as the worst. Um, That's that's my nightmare. I don't want to be, to put this in context, I don't want to talk to my elderly (laughs) geriatric seatmate who's innocently asking me what book I'm
1: reading, let alone be the focal point of the plane if someone's (laughs) life is in the balance.
0: That's my nightmare.
1: Oh, I was walking off that thing like a WWE superstar. I was (laughs) swaggering off the plane. Did you get a a standing out? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The pilot got on and said, please, let's all applaud and thank our hero who stepped up in dire times. And (laughs) by the way, my family, this is the best part. While all this is going on, they didn't realize it was me who went and helped. So when they start doing the standing oh, like the flight attendant comes over and like points to me and my family's like, what in the world is going on? Like they didn't, even, they didn't even know what happened other than three times it got announced. Is there someone with medical training on board? And next thing they know, I'm like standing up like Stone Cold Austin, smashing <laughs> beers in aisle 16, getting <laughs> applauded.
0: My hope is also that they, it's one of those flights that they just took some heavy drugs to pass out on. You ever <laughs> woken up from like that Tylenol PM haze and you're just like, oh, where? Are you? I'm like, what is going on? That would be the ultimate what is going on situation. I wake up in a haze to see my son being celebrated by the entire plane while crashing beers together. And Betty
1: and pouring, pouring them down. down, his down the flight, <laughs> the pilots are calling me out. Oh, that'd be phenomenal. <laughs>
0: Putting a little metal around your neck <laughs> to recognize you—that's <laughs> when you pop a few more pills and just go. Think right, a little bit more sleep yeah. is needed Still dreaming? That's wild. So I can't—I can't even touch that story. You—you you came in too hot on this one, PG. Yeah, I oh, well, supposed I'm saying. to be a, a back and forth, a tit for tat. I think the closest I've got—the closest I've got—is now even more ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> context of your story but i so i used to fly a ton for work and so i racked up a bunch of miles got this great status which also doubled as a very depressing status i encourage you to watch the movie up in the air to understand exactly what i mean by that yeah but there's this one flight that i was on uh actually on vacation with mrs coach and I knew something was going to happen because they had a little place card on my seat that had my name on it with like a "thank you so much for your your commitment to our airline" and blah blah blah. But it wasn't until the plane was on the runway and we had this huge delay that the stewardesses started coming out and just checking on people, seeing if they need anything. You know, and they just give the few a few people water if they absolutely need it, like if they can prove medically that they're going to die without it. So they came over to me. And like this woman, had like beaming, huge smile on her face, and she goes, "Mr. Coach, I just want to thank you for your undying loyalty to our airline. And as a token of appreciation, I'm presenting you with this water bottle." <laughs> and she proceeded to hand me, and I need to be clear on this: not a full size water bottle, just a tiny little airline Dasani that she handed over to me, and it was the most embarrassing moment of my life. But I was also really thirsty and so was everyone else because we were stuck on the runway for so long. And I, similar to you dousing yourself with beer, I popped that thing like it was a bottle of champagne. It just started spraying everywhere. I poured it all over me and it was the most luxurious water of my entire life.
1: I'm really happy you shared that story because I feel like ours were very similar. I saved someone's (laughs) life and was presented with a free flight and the adoration of hundreds of passengers. And you flew an airline a lot of times and were presented with a water bottle. So I feel like we are equal heroes of the skies, the two of us. No wonder we have a podcast together. We are heroes. Did I just repeat your story? It sounded like a word for word. What a coincidence. We had an almost
0: exact experience. Are we? I, I know our listeners can't see it oh. right now, but we're doing like the man in the mirror thing. Like, are you? Are you me? Am I you? This is wild. Oh, I did, never knew you were such a hero. This—if only it happened on the same airline. Alas, <laughs> I don't think it was Southwest. That's that's probably the craziest thing that's ever happened to me on an airline. But it goes hand in hand with my previous point: is I make it so that I have nothing to do with anyone on the flight. And vice versa. Some people throw on a big pair of headphones. I throw on five. <laughs> it's just like it extends horizontally into the next seat. Like, I, I, even if I have nothing to read or do, I'll do something intensely. I'll steal a Rubik's Cube from a kid and start finagling with that. Whatever it takes to make it abundantly clear
1: that there will be no conversation <laughs> on this flight. But I feel like everyone is on board with that these days. Is anyone oh, really no. looking now? Now, like even nowadays, I feel like nobody wants to talk. Got it. Have you not? There are people.
0: They're all around us. There are dozens
1: (laughs) of them, BG. Dozens. I assume at this point, anyone. I just assume anyone talking on a flight at this point knows the person they're talking to because it's just like immediate. The second I'm in my seat with seatbelt on, I've got headphones in now. You would be shocked and appalled to
0: realize that it doesn't deter some people. Like, even with the (laughs) six that I've got on, and if I've got 17 laptops surrounding me. It doesn't matter like they are and they always do it. It starts off so innocent. It's like, oh, you have a Dell 17 P three, four laptop. Oh, like my grandson does too. And you're like, oh, oh, that's great. And that's your first mistake. Acknowledgement is your first mistake because then you're on the slippery slope to a never ending conversation that starts with Dell laptops and ends with them going through reciting their entire family tree.
1: I think your problem is having the 17 laptops and the 6 headphones. I think you've created too much of a spectacle. Mm, because a at spectacle, that point, I think yeah. even I would turn around and be like, that is quite a lot of laptops. I feel like I need some more room for my arms <laughs> on the, the seat next to you. This, <laughs> is, this is just rude. <laughs> I'm giving too many conversation starters. <laughs> You're right. You're, I mean, the
0: Rubik's Cube is an awful idea. Who doesn't want to talk to someone who's using yeah. a Rubik's yeah. Cube? Um, especially if Who the my, world does that?
1: Yeah, and if you took my kid's Rubik's Cube, I, I'm, uh, <laughs> we're definitely going to be having a conversation. I, I feel like you run about this all wrong, coach. Yeah, in fairness,
0: that one was my fault when the father turned to me and said, uh, excuse me, I know you don't want to talk, but can my son have his Rubik's Cube back? That's fair. That's fair. I didn't go I didn't go about that well at all. I yeah, you
1: know, we need a couple more tips for, for better... Hassle-free flying, I would say. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to sneak in one
0: other story that's going to take roughly a minute. It's not on an airline, but it was an airplane lounge when I was a kid. I went to sleep in an international airline lounge in a room that had like these reclining chairs, maybe 10 of them. I go in there, I go in there, and I go to sleep. No one else is in there. I wake up, the room is packed. It is every single bed or reclining (laughs) chair is taken. And there's seemingly like a ring of mostly women and children (laughs) sitting on the floor. And I would describe them as wearing religious garb. That detail will be important in a minute here. I wake up. I'm disoriented. I run out to go find out where my parents are. And meanwhile, in like a cartoon show, as I walk out of the room through one door. My dad walks in through another (laughs) a minute later. And he goes to the chair that I was lying in, sees a huddled mass on the chair, and at first says, like, you know, Din- or coach, get up. And uh, there's no response. So he starts shaking my leg. And there's still, like, not much of a response. So then he starts, like, putting his arms around me <laughs> to pick me up. Um, except it's not me. It's one of those women. <laughs> oh, and the entire God. room is now awake. Uh, as my dad has seemingly assaulted a religious-looking woman. <laughs> and or kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> The only one that's ever forgiven me for that. Uh, he was so angry with me and I was so confused as to why it was. It was only much later that I pieced together. Oh, right.
1: <laughs> that makes sense. I think I, I know think, who took my chair. I think the only way you could have saved that is if you had run back into the room, pointed at your dad and said, he's not real. He's not real. I think that just would have been the only way to tie it together. But let me tell you, coach, what is real. And that's the fact that BG and the coach are coming at you consistently every week. If you want to keep listening to plain stories and frankly, any other stories that we've got, you can find us wherever you get your favorite podcast. You can also interact with us on Twitter at BG and the coach. I'm assuming at some point we're going to have to get a threads. Get that threads account going. that's That's a thing now. Um, so, you That's know, enough. probably in six years, we'll figure that one out and be on that one. Until then, hit us up on Twitter. Find us where to get your favorite podcasts. Until then, enjoy a nice cold scoop of the greetings.